0: Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all
1: about humility and finding direction and purpose, especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks.
2: That is not what I just said. It is what it is. You can't take it back. Well, welcome
0: back, everybody.
2: (laughs) This is what my wife tells me. She says I can only hear what you say, not what you mean. As you can can see, when I said you could share that, you're tuned into an an argument. You could share that between
1: Kylie. I didn't say that I was precursing and Micaiah placing an origin story. Your origin story. Welcome back to Fallen Juice for Jerks. <laughs> my you, name Mike. is Micaiah.
2: I am your guest star on week two. Um, I just got done talking with my good friend Kylie about Chris how he
1: fired me from the podcast. <laughs>
2: about how I was a know nothing street dweller. And he saw a diamond in the rough, and met with me, <laughs> and invited me to volunteer on saturday nights at the crossing what
0: an amazing story this kylie, is you awesome. <laughs> kylie you are awesome kylie you're so cool for seeing
2: such insight still polishing <laughs> still polishing <laughs> <laughs> diamonds take pressure
0: uh, well
2: thanks oh, for joining thanks dear. for coming back
0: everybody thanks for joining us so what is the story how did you guys meet
2: all right so i was a coach Volleyball coach mm. at Northside High School, which also was one of those obedience things that we were talking about. Ah, yeah. I got asked to coach because someone watched me play, which I felt good because about. Because he's
1: so awesome.
2: Yeah, I felt good about it. They're like, hey, we're watching you play. We think you would be an awesome coach for my dad's JV team. So I became the head JV coach um, after I told them no. Okay. I said no, and then I prayed.
0: We're the no fit in the obedience thing.
2: Uh, I didn't ask the Lord yet. I just said no. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of those things where I was deciding for myself, and then the (laughs) Lord was like, are you sure? Uh, So I said no, and then I was like, well, I guess I should ask the Lord, because it's his life, not mine, because I was a slave then. Um, Still am, mostly. And then he was like, hey, what if like one student like experienced the love of Christ? So anyways, I was coaching, and then there was a student ministry going on called Young Life, and one of the guidance counselors... Came to talk to me and said, Hey, uh, nice to meet you. We do Young Life. We'd love you to check it out and see if you want to get involved. They knew I was a believer. And then come to find out that was Kylie's sister in law. Oh. Um, so I did Young Life for a couple of years and then I think I made they asked me to lead here one night because there was like a gap in the schedule. And then after that, they're like, Hey, our worship leaders like leaving the country for full-time ministry, can you like help out, um, fill in the gaps. And then, so I decided I should meet with Kylie. Um, so I'm a young 20 somethings, so probably 19 something. I was, I was probably 23 then. How long have we known each other? Five years? Six? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Long enough, I guess. (laughs) Um, So I'm texting this person, Kylie, Mm -hmm. and at that time I kind of had like a rule. Maybe my rule developed after this. I just did not meet with like women Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, one-on-one. So it had to be like public places. And um, so I get there. I'm waiting hey, to order. The
0: story just got this is so, so much better. So I
2: recognized this person's face because um, he was a trainer at Leo, and there was a volleyball game there, and Amy Wynn was there. Maybe I shouldn't have said her name. I believe was there. And um, <laughs> she's like, oh, that's my brother-in-law. He's whatever. I was in coach mode, so basically I would just put on blinders. And I have this thing where I hear people's words, but I don't listen to them more often than not. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So I see this face. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Great to see you. Um, Like, is your wife coming? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I was relieved she was not coming because it actually was him. So that's when we met formally. And I would say the rest is history, but it's not quite.
1: <sighs> that, that's absolutely that, true. That's amazing. <clears throat> Sat down, and yeah, you were kind of like, I think, taken back that it I looked like a to deer in headlights. There. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought I was meeting with a We get that all the time. I'll pay for dinner or whatever, and the credit card comes back, and they give it to my wife. That's awesome. They
2: come back, they're like, this guy's got it figured out. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, by the way. (laughs) Hey, my name's on this card, but just so we're clear. (laughs) That's funny. I make that joke Um, too much.
0: I I remember uh, a number of years ago. Actually, this is probably going back 11 years ago. Having Easter, Easter at uh, at the at your family, your family's uh, Easter celebration or whatever, sitting at the dinner table, eating a big old spread. My birthday was soon after, and uh, someone mentions this this local sport of snipe hunting, and I say, wait, what's that? I mean, what's snipe hunting? And unbeknownst to me, they all start making eyes at each other and just have come to this understanding of Chris doesn't know what snipe hunting is. <laughs> We're going to take him for his birthday. So they're like, we'll take you for your birthday. I'm like, that's awesome. I'd love to go snipe hunting for my birthday.
1: Week later, it's my birthday. Because you're such an outdoorsman. Because I am. I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> because he's trying to prove his place in this Midwest territory. Well, so
0: well, I... Sure. Well, something happened when we went snipe hunting. I proved my place all right. <laughs> uh, so, Micaiah and team take me out to the woods. They give me a gun. They teach me all about snipe. Males and females and what they do and how to catch them. and, and that There's warthogs in the area and all, all sorts of stuff, right? I won't go through the whole story, but needless to say... If, Was there know, zebras too? And there weren't zebras. I would have called you out on that one. <laughs> Needless to say, there's no such thing as snipe. There's no warthogs in Indiana and the whole and I fell for it. Needless Hooked to say, Chris was
2: running out of the woods screaming.
0: <laughs> warthogs.
2: Luckily he had no ammo in his gun. That is true. You guys were wise about that. <laughs> I don't really think I was old enough to be in on this. 11 years ago I was like 12. Oh geez. Weren't? Come on. Been twenty two forever.
0: You were with us, weren't you?
2: <laughs> I was on the tail ends, but I'm pretty sure okay. that was your loving brother in law and his older friends. Yeah. Anyways, that was a funny story because it worked. Snipe, not everyone can go snipe hunting as well as you did. Thank you very much. You did it really well. <laughs> I still disappointed we didn't catch anything. <laughs> Darn snipe. <laughs> I used to go to Chris Chris's house for dinner from time to time. Every once in a while, he was cool. Every once in a while, he'd be weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah, that's like, still true.
2: <laughs> well, one time he texted me and told me that he didn't want me hanging out with his wife anymore. I said that? Yeah. Why would I say that? I don't know why, but you didn't. We didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all of me and she's my cousin... We would get ice cream. So it was like that was kind of the routine. We'd like get in the car, go get ice cream. One time Chris was not okay with it. And maybe you told me or maybe Lindsay told me, Hey, Chris isn't okay with us hanging out anymore.
0: Why why would I say that?
2: I don't know. i jealousy. You're pride. a jerk. I am a jerk. Um, that's <laughs> not the jerk story I was gonna share though. Okay. So I asked permission from Chris to share a story that he doesn't know about sure. of pre recovery, Chris. Yes. Um so it was right after you guys split up. I sent you a really thoughtful text because I, like, had a dream from the Lord. Um, which, so backstory, Chris has, was, like, a big part of, like, us learning, like, practical ways of how to, like, interact with Holy Spirit for words of knowledge or prophecy. Like, he was, like, kind of a teacher in that area. We took some glasses from him. It was awesome. So, um... I felt like I got a word from the Lord to, like, text you, like, hey, I see you, like, as a loving father, and that the Lord's going to make a way for you to, like, have a deep, connected relationship with your daughter, and, um, like, it might not feel like you're able to connect with the way you always dreamed of, or whatever, and you maybe are disappointed with yourself, but, like, God's going to make a way, and, like... Something encouraging about like this distance that you might feel with like your daughter or disappointment sure. of like the family that you thought you were gonna have and the way you have it now. And you were like, Hey man, thanks for trying, but um I don't resonate with that, but God bless you.
0: <laughs> wow. I don't remember that. That was but deep that in your pride. Like
2: me. It was deep in the pride days. Yeah, and I and right. I was like, This guy, how is he gonna like Teach us all about like hearing from the Lord and then like not receive a word that was like, it wasn't like a rebuke. It was like an encouragement, but it had said like, it drew the light on like, oh, there might be some disappointment of like, you know, maybe you feel like a failure. But like not in God's eyes. like He's making a way for this to be better. And yeah. you're like, hey, man, I appreciate your time. Um, don't really resonate with that, but God bless you.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was a jerk.
2: And I was like. What a jerk move. And then like obviously I had to work through that with the Lord. Like, okay, okay, God, I'm can just. I, the...
0: Can I receive that word now? Yes. I, re- I do receive it. That's, that's <laughs> a great on. word. I'll take Come it. Come on. Yeah,
2: I also remember because I had like a flip phone with like T nine text because (laughs) it
0: took forever to
2: text. Dude, (laughs) no, it was so fast. Uh, I love that phone, and I threw it at the wall because it was unbreakable. I was like, "This dude threw it on my workshop table." That anger, the anger, it was there. It's still there. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. No, sorry. Maybe your timing was just off. He's. He's receiving it now. I am receiving it now. That's how you those know, prophetic I, words are.
0: You know, you know what I think? It was probably, not that I'm trying to justify it. I was probably sitting there and being like, "No, I'm not going to lose my family." Listen, like, sure. I don't receive that cuz
2: Meanwhile, Lindsay was right. in Fort Wayne and we all knew <laughs> it was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so well, from that to now, yeah. where you're on the air openly admitting, like, I felt this way. Yeah. I was blinded yeah. to this pride because yeah. I was so deep in it. I wouldn't even allow myself to recognize that, like, yeah. I had these issues until you were forced to, whatever. So, yeah, man. I'm proud of you. Well, thanks. I'm really glad that you decided to come back to Fort Wayne. Yeah. Stick around come to the crossing i like to take credit i noticed chris off in the streets in the rubble and i saw a diamond in the rough and um and i and i invited him in also
0: known as chipotle yes
2: (laughs) i saw chris more then than i do now actually yeah seriously (laughs) what chipotle what two or three times a week especially when you got half off gift cards whoo you're welcome for all those. Anyways, it's been a couple minutes already. What are we getting into today, guys? Wow. Jeez. This guy wow. comes in.
0: Mm-hmm. Just think he, thinks he runs the place. Well, it's... He's got a good point. That's, was, <laughs>
1: we do need some focus. That's why he listens at 1.8 times the speed.
2: Your laugh sounds so much worse. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, now everybody's going to be listening to it Then Go way. ahead. Go ahead. 1.8
2: speed right I encourage now. to scale up. One click. At, don't just start at 1.8 because it sounds like hyperspeed. Start at 1.2, 1.5, and then 1.8. It feels normal. You acclimated to it, and you don't even know they're talking fast. Okay. Okay, Chris, <laughs> what should we talk
1: about
0: now? You know what? Just because of that, we're going to start recording longer podcast. That that we're going to record 1.8 <laughs> for speed longer podcasts so that it still takes you the same amount of time. Exactly.
2: 32 minutes we'll record for 59 minutes. Perfect. <laughs>
1: Is that math? Math
0: accurate? wasn't your uh, your thing.
1: 1.8 <laughs>
2: Do the math.
0: Oh, math. Clearly and art yeah. No, if I... you
2: do two times, then it's wrong. But 1.8, I'm pretty close. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, not, I'm not checking it. I was just asking a question.
2: Here's the thing. My wife will tell you, I can do really complex math like in spreadsheets and like conceptually understand like all these variables. But if you ask me just to ballpark something real quick, I could be way off. <laughs> so don't do the math on 59 and 32. What is 32 divided by 59? What's the variable on that? All right. Well, Welcome, All right. <laughs> welcome to Mathematics for Jerks. Uh,
0: well, kind of where we left off last week. By the way, I just saw you
1: use your calculator. I don't know. Where, I don't know, know how I, okay. I see. I
0: forget it. 32 times 1.8. Now we just got to do it. Now now we just, you know,
1: we're not going to move on from here. All three of us have our calculators open. 57.6. Nice, dude. Micaiah
0: well, Foster. Geez. Mathematician. Proud of you. That was close.
1: Yeah. Be a professor.
2: Jeez, I would professor have to go to school Foster. for that, and I am not going.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so where we left off I was talking about something that is near and dear to all of our hearts, but especially Micaiah's worship yeah and kind of uh i like i like how you said it i'm gonna try and sum it up in a sentence and then you'll correct me (laughs) (laughs) and then you'll correct me it's uh not so much about like controlling the experience or the environment or this is how we need people to encounter and this is what's going to happen and we need to pull this out of people but i like how you said it just bring people to meet Jesus. And God'll do what God's gonna do. Yeah. I like that. Something we get to you know, we get to experience here. When I you know, when I first started coming here to the crossing, I I did not do anything with worship for for about a year. Except critique. I did not critique. I told you guys how awesome it was. Here we every go, week. everybody. Every week I told you how awesome it was.
2: One time Chris was like, Hey, Jesus. not to be Okay, except for this time. Not to be like <laughs> Rude or judgy, but, like, do people ever sing?
0: That was, like, really early on. Yeah. And I also think I told you a couple of times that your guitar needs some work. <laughs> or you need to change some strings.
2: That's after he said he didn't critique me. Okay, so
1: a couple of times. Anyways. Not not that there's a scoreboard up on the wall <laughs> or anything.
0: Um. But but coming here and getting a, res- get, I mean truly we're getting to receive from Micaiah and the worship team at the time, and uh, it's been it's been really cool. Um, like I said, I, I told you this last time just how proud I am seeing your growth and just just want to continue to honor you in that, um, and and showing up and like oh my gosh this guy's like this guy's really leading worship right like this isn't the you know snot nosed drummer. Oh, apparently, I didn't want hanging out with my ex wife. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's got to be something to that. I don't know what it is, but there's there's got to be more to that story. Probably all on me. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then and then you talked a little bit even about just your journey, even even while you've been leading worship here, right? Like the the growth uh, in that. So I, one of the things I want to ask you is like, it might seem like a weird question, and and I, but I suspect you. You know the answer. What's next in worship? Like, where where are we going? Where are you going? Where's the Lord taking you?
2: Yeah, I think that question... That progressive, like, what's next, what's next, what's next has been, like, the driving force of, like, the development of the church that we see now, Mm. the church that we experience now, and also the church that people are trying to change now. Um, So I still don't know what's next because I felt like the Lord called me to say, hey, let's just simplify. Main thing, plain thing, like, minister to the heart of the Lord at a minimum, like we could call it an ecclesial minimum, like people gather, we minister to the heart of the Lord, we surround each other and the word and like glean from the word. And if that's all we do, like that's church. And then, um, so the next thing in worship, like a lot of people talk about a sound, like what's the next sound for a season? It was drums and maybe it was strings. And, um, yeah, what I feel like in the simplicity is like, the genuine like authentic like hearts cries rising up and so it's not a next thing that we go and make and go and do it's a place that we we sit on until we're refined in such a way that we can worship in spirit and in truth and I think we don't need instruments we don't need new songs we don't need old songs we just need to experience the real transforming all of the king of the universe and I think in that The worship that would arise out of that place is, like, that's what's next. Like, this outshining, like, the reality that, like, God is over everything. The real king of the universe. Like, we don't just meet with, we don't just worship with, but, like, he's got the whole world in his hands. And we get to, like, sit with him. And Mm. the dawning of that, like, true, not the knowledge of that, we all know that, but the revelation that God is who he says he is and how that would unravel like the facade of our safe our safe life that controls how we sing and how we dance. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think that's the next thing that would make heaven look a little more. I mean, earth look a little more like heaven is this baggage and perception of our world being like overruled by the reign of God. Um, and that's one of the, you know, The reign, the kingdom of God, when it says kingdom of God is at hand, it's the reign and rule of heaven. It's like his authority being really real in our lives. And when that happens, like our worship, I'm not going to say levels up, but like becomes more pure. Less of the noise that our life is Mm. making because we think it's the right noise goes away and more of the purity of our heart comes out. And I think simple, pure, that's where we're going.
1: that's cool as you were saying that that i just think the same (coughs) songs of ascent that we read in the psalms that you know uh, all of heaven is crying holy 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 is lord god almighty like those are things that haven't ever changed and probably still going will never change exactly not probably will never change and so I, i i love hearing that the plain and simple and it's not necessarily like we're looking for what is next god's gonna just provide within the simplicity and the purity of as we gather
2: he's the beginning and the end yeah yeah what's next well what was first oh god okay what's what's at the end god okay well what's probably in the middle <laughs> god sure okay well let's let's figure out how to get back on that track yeah. then
1: yeah yeah well it's the commun- the communion in the garden. Like that's what we were designed for is just to be with and to, you know, worship and and enjoy. Like part of what we've, what we maybe have missed over time is the enjoyment of, we're not singing to sing or we're, we're
2: enjoying intimacy with, with God in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. And I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that they sang any songs documented like in Eden. Like, it's not documented in the Bible, right? Right. But I would say it's the purest form of worship. They sat with God, and God pointed at stuff in and around their life, and they got to lift it up and (laughs) honor it and name it and celebrate it and live with it. Well, I just heard
1: yesterday or the day before, like, music is what can stir the emotion of our hearts, Like, that's what makes singing and and music, whether it's instrumental or vocal, like, it stirs something within us that clearly God put there, you know?
2: Yeah, I always say music is a tool that he gives us because we need, like, a focus and a distraction or something to, like, let our guard down so we can engage it, like, purely. Um, You know, music is, like, two glasses of wine before you can start dancing if you're not a dancer you know it's like it's this this sweet melody that softens our heart it's like oh well god knew we were going to need it so he created music and he decided that he would like it because yeah. we needed it to connect with him um and to pour our hearts out purely um so he decided to make it an acceptable like offering hmm. he didn't have to do that yeah he just made it so that we could connect with him. And I think when we think about worship and when we think about our life and the 10 million mile view of like creation is like things are created so that we can connect with the father. You know, scripture says, even if no one ever like preached the gospel, there would be enough evidence in creation that we would know that there is a loving creator God. And um, I think that's like the heartbeat of worship. When we talk about worship, I always try to talk about it in the sense of our entire life. I believe we're called to live a life of worship. And so everything that we do, when it's centered around the Lord, when it's unto the Lord, when it's allowing us to experience more of who God is, maybe sometimes it's him as a lover, maybe it's him as a creator, maybe him as an authority. Like if we allow our life to be like an interface for us to experience who God really is our response in all of those things like is worship and worship's not just a song it's not just singing it's not just music it's the exp- it's the fragrant offering of our life when we're surrendering our life whether we're driving walking talking eating the awareness of our life like in this moment an offering to the lord like that's worship you know I want to be a burnt offering because they smell better, but also because like I want to be on fire because the Lord's worthy of it. And I believe that like God's fanning into flame. So he's breathing on like the coal of our lives and the people that are on fire, like let God's work move in their life. And so when we talk about the worship as a sound or what's the next move of worship, (laughs) a big call in my life that the Lord has always reminded me of like our life is worship. And so what does that look like in the marketplace? What does that look like in your family life? What does that look like on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning? Um, yeah. And I think we can be like, Oh, well you're a worship leader because you can sing and play guitar. I was like, well, you're a worship leader because you were made in the image of God the same way. I'm a worship leader. Cause I was made in the image of God. We're, a glimmer of who he is and so we're called to minister to his heart for the sake of the world and so that's another one of the things that the imperatives i feel like the lord has put on my life is like making a level the real like you know you call it playing field whatever like where every person made in the image of god realizes that they have the authority and the permission to lead but the system we've built puts leaders on pedestals and not leaders not. And so um yeah. So for me now as a leader of music and other things like I want to disappear. I want to mm. I want to be unseen. And if I do what I do well, I feel like in the next 4 to 5 years people won't even know that I was here because of the type of like permission that we're giving for other people to like lead out in their lives, which is the permission that God gave us. But
1: yeah. So how you and and Chris are incredibly gifted and talented musicians, different than or the same as worship leaders, but um we have people coming alongside now that are less experienced in musicianship and in leading and in how do you, as our our worship leader here, or maybe this is for both of you, like, how do you guys, uh, bring people along in both of those rounds teaching how to, to lead from a spiritual perspective, um, as an act of worship and also musically, like what's the, what are the frustrations within that? What's the, how do you, how do you bring people along?
2: Yeah, the frustration is that they're not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the reality is that I was not good. Um, and I also could not sing on tune until I was 16 and a half. <laughs> That's why I was a drummer. No one could hear me sing. That's funny. Um, and so, like, recognizing the... Upper, I Chris maybe was a prodigy growing up. I was not a prodigy. Um, my mom, like... Always thought I would lead worship, but I couldn't match Melody, so she was like, Go, Lord, go, Lord, um,
1: come, Lord Jesus.
2: But, um, I think it's a both end. I think if we had to choose between like a heart of worship and like skillful music, God's gonna choose heart of worship yeah, all the time, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, I think through like the craft and the growth and God's ability in us to like learn and master something there is an excellence that can be with it and so i think in the right order it's always both end. yeah as we're fully surrendered to the lord and recognizing that this instrument's an extension of our soul and offering to the lord how can we play skillfully In a way to not be a distraction for others, not be a distraction for ourselves, and not be too focused on the instrument and focus on God. Mm. And so the frustration is when you're a newer musician, you don't see that. You just see the music. Mm. What am I playing right? What am I playing wrong? And then they're just struggling through the set when it's like, hey, let's like struggle in practice, struggle throughout the week, getting better. But as soon as we start, like, you could ruin everything or not play at all and connect with the Lord with your heart, and that's a win. And so that's kind of the foundation. If we if we get that, we can build the other stuff. But if we just start, like, a school of music and just get people really good at music, right. I'm leaving. Sure. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. One, because I hate school. Um, <laughs> two, um, like, I want to... Teach people to connect with the Lord. If they play instruments and they love music, then why not do it through a sound? Um, but maybe it's art. right? Maybe sure. it's sure. writing. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's like, I think that same type of communication with the Lord, like everyone has their thing and not letting it be so one-sided, like, oh, this person's a preacher and a teacher, and these people do music, and the rest of the church, their gifts aren't accessible because what are we going to use them for? Like, right. making that more of a norm. And so maybe I answered your question. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, I just want to affirm both of you just watching over the last several months. Like, it, 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 <clears throat> Micaiah, you've always been extremely cautious with people um, as they come here and have some sort of either desire and or ability to, hey, come and be a part of the family, like become a part of the culture, understand how before, you know, the making sure that somebody's not just wanting to be up front. Um, but also just in the last couple of months, just the, the way that you guys have brought people along. And, and here's the key, I think, for me, musicianship sure teaching how to uh to worship through leading musically for sure but i think what's expressed and what we're seeing is they know that they are loved they know that you guys love them as you're teaching and guiding from a place of humility you know it's not from a you're not good or you need to do this better or it's like they can receive being taught because they have a level of humility and you guys are teaching with humility of like, no, you got this and encouragement for sure. And so that's just uh it's been beautiful to watch take place and see more and more people enter the the platform uh <coughs> understanding what worship really re- musical worship really is. So thank you. I, I think one one of the examples that
0: is uh, a couple years ago. You know, we had a we had a pretty good thing going, Micaiah. You know, you and I and uh, uh, a, a drummer, my guy. We had a good thing going.
2: <laughs> I didn't. It was so good.
0: And then someone wanted to join us and learn how to play the bass. And man, I'm. I, and I would say this if he were right here. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I did share this with him uh, a few months ago. I struggled because this guy was learning how to play bass while he was, you know, with us on Saturday nights doing worship.
1: And already has the heart of Oh my goodness. Worship, absolutely. The heart of the Lord. Absolutely has
0: the heart. Had no, had such little talent and such little skill, and I found myself having like, uh, I'd complain to myself all the time because I'd have to like, when he'd get lost, I'd I'd have to pause whatever I'm doing, pause me, <laughs> and you see where this is going, yeah, to help him get back on track, and then I've got to stay on him. Meanwhile, it was just. You know, you three really good musicians. We were we were fine. We just doing our own thing. you just knew how to communicate musically with one another. But then bring in, bring this and and there was one time where I I said to myself, I I've got to talk to McKay after after church today. I've got to I've got to talk to him about maybe maybe this guy needs more time to get better. Like maybe he shouldn't be playing with us right now. And oh my gosh, did I feel the rebuke of the Holy Spirit in that moment? And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful I did. And the Holy Spirit r- reminded me that it wasn't about me <laughs> and that I was making it, that the reason I was frustrated and ticked off and, and the reason I didn't want this guy playing with us was because it was all about me, not about, the, not about God receiving worship and not about this guy. And it totally overnight changed my attitude to where I did start looking for opportunities to be able to hey that was great or you nailed it or you know man who after the who cares that you got off right you got back on right yeah. or who who care like whatever well, you were worshiping and I and we saw it and I and and I was worshiping and it was great and um and to see and that's why I said this is a good example to see this guy he's been playing with us now for what a year and a half yeah he has you you, you said the heart was there and he has grown in skill so much that I can't remember the last time I've I've ever I had to like, hey, you're off there. Like, I can't remember the last time I had to do that. He he is Psalm thirty three instructs us to play skillfully before the Lord. We see the way David and his musicians practiced and devoted time to get better. This is this guy is someone who's done that, and and we've all seen it, and it's been awesome. And so now we've got another couple of guys, you know, in the in the in the group now who are kind of where he was a year and a half ago and it's like okay well let's figure out how to love them through this how to make them feel accepted how not to not to condemn them when they do something wrong but how to bring them along and
2: it's gonna be messy yeah what if where would the basis be now had we been hey bud you're not ready for this you're not in the big leagues come back when you're ready we would never be ready.
0: Thank God the Holy Spirit stopping from my big jerky mouth saying something.
2: But in the same context, what is stuff we disqualify ourselves from cuz we're not there yet. Right. We recognize we're not there yet. We yeah. feel the calling of the Lord on it, but we we don't go in because God I'm going to keep I'm going to rehearse this until I got it right and the Lord's like from my experience, we're not going to get the rehearsal in and we're not going to get the reps in unless we start doing it. And That's even more true as far as our, like, worship team on Saturday nights. We only practice for 30 minutes before service on Saturday. We don't have a Wednesday night practice. People don't have a chance to come in and get better and get familiar without doing the thing. Um, But, yeah, so what in our life are we not quite good about that the Lord's calling us to, like, play into that we're like, I'll play when I'm good. Mm. Doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I and even as you ask that question, and maybe we're probably getting close here. Um, these are the discussion that's what this is why community is is so important. Like these are legit discussions the three of us would sit and have and and the questions that we ask each other that are pushing us forward so that yeah. we're not one, we don't have you know, blind spots of our pride like we all have had in the past to keep ourselves aware. And to continue to press forward of, hey, here's how I can affirm you. Hey, here are things, what are, you're a great, Micaiah is a great at asking questions over coffee or or, or a meal of, you know, what's not only what's the struggle, but like what do you feel like God is calling you to and, and encouraging into that. So And so just as I was thinking through this whole episode, we, we, I love that we get to shape each other. I think about you, you're, you're what, 22 still, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like how much I have learned and gleaned from you as you pursue the Lord in, in freedom, in expression, in worship, in all the things. And, and I'm twice your age, right? So it doesn't really matter what, where you're at on the journey, being in community with people that, that love each other, that encourage each other, that challenge each other, I mean, it's the whole iron sharpening iron. It's the whole we're mold, being molded and shaped by the Holy Spirit as we pursue Jesus alongside each other. And, I mean, no no two people I'm closer to besides mm-hmm. my wife um, and my Your kids. wife says two people? <laughs> 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 See? <laughs> <laughs> and now we can go back to the text threads that are probably uh, we wouldn't want to share. Mm. But, I mean, it, it really is... Uh, and and all of it being, being done that we can be better human beings, more closely aligned with or, or continuing to mature in who God has created us to be. And so I just, you know, I'm, uh, let's continue to step out. Let's continue to keep each other accountable. Let's continue to to help each other strip pride and not have blind spots and to press forward as, as you are a, as you, Micaiah, are a, not that you aren't, but <laughs> a, a driver, you are a driver. You are, you're going to ask the hard questions. You're going to make sure, uh, to love people well. And so let's, let's continue to advance, um, for what God's called us to and for, and, and what that means in, in leading other people as well and their journey, mm. uh, towards
2: Jesus. Yeah. And if I may real quick, go back to something you said, um, as you're talking about community, remind me of, you mentioned that I'm cautious of bringing people in, you know, until they're, they get the culture and they're a part of the community. And the big thing for that is serving is less important than becoming a part of a community. Yeah. I've seen more people like step in with gifts and talents that outserve their connections with people. mm And because they're so busy serving, they're not connected. And so then they end up leaving and their life cycle in the community is very short lived. And so I'd rather have someone who is extremely talented and not connected spend a year connecting and finding a foundational intimacy with community that becomes like not leverage, but a, a position where they can serve out of it's really hard to serve people we're not connected with. And I think that's something that the church has done bad at. Like we're going to take something we, that you don't have and give it to you. But, um, without community we lose. And so I am cautious of letting people come in and get identity and something outside of who they are in Christ and who they are as a body of people. Um, because that's the stuff we can't live without. We can learn music later. Right. Sure. Um, but we need community. And um, a lot of times we switch that around. Oh well, we need to serve. Then we'll find We've, community.
0: And and as a church, as the people receiving, we value gifting more than we value connection and community. Yeah. Mm. And so, oh, this person's gifted; they must serve in this area. Well, of course, we'll of course we'll let them w- whatever fill in the blank. You know, like
2: oh, they have this struggle; we'll overlook it. Yeah. No accountability. It's fine. That always backfires. Yeah. Anyway, name. so I hope you guys are listening. 1.8 speed. <laughs> we have about 10 more minutes left. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, on that note, <laughs> on that note, Micaiah, thanks for Amen. hanging out with us for a second week. Mm. I hope we see you again. Week three.
2: You up yeah. for it? We didn't get to talk about me. What?
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there he is thanks for uh <laughs> fo- following following Micaiah. <laughs> <laughs> following Micaiah for jerks um
2: no, appreciate you buddy thanks for having me guys yeah love you guys both of you love you love so much so much love there is so, so much in the pod love. lounge there's no and one closer no. to me than all the other people closer to me than <laughs> you guys
1: my wife and my kids should be they're they're at a different level Good. But I love you. Uh, you're kind of one of my kids. In That's a all, folks. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>